I've made over $100,000 off expired fans returning to my OnlyFans page. You may be able to just take my personal workflow, tweak it a little, and simply implement it straight into your business. Welcome back to On The Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Hello CEO Squad and welcome. This is really a special space for me because this is kind of my favorite part about running a business. Whenever I can find ways to streamline or optimize workflows, and it makes the process of running the business easier, this is where I thrive. And when this is done right, the business as a whole will be more profitable as a byproduct. I want to break down this space into a few different sections. So in the first section, I wanna discuss how you can actually create a streamlined workflow and kind of what that process looks like. The second part I want to be about how to streamline content creation specifically, because that's a problem that many of us are dealing with as adult creators. The third part of this is where I want to focus essentially streamlining the scheduling and publishing process, because again, that's another pain point we all face. And then fourth, I want that part of the space to discuss streamlining social media promotion, because this is where a lot of us kind of fall flat or fail to stay consistent, because there's not a great way to automate it. But there is, and that is the tool I'm going to drop towards the end of this lecture. So without further ado, let's just jump right in how to create a streamlined workflow. So the main thing you need to look for in your business is where you can optimize and deploy resources to make things run smoother. And an obvious way to tell where something needs to be streamlined and optimized is whenever you feel friction. So friction feels like obstacles, challenges, places where you tend to procrastinate, or where your business seems to fall off track in terms of consistency. These are the places you're gonna notice these things are occurring repeatedly. And when that happens in your business, it's a really good indicator that you need to come up with a process or system to prevent it from happening in the future. So now that you know the telltale signs of where friction may exist in your business, you can start to build a system or process to optimize for that fail point. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, how do you create an optimized or streamlined workflow for those fail points? This is actually a lot easier than most people think. The way you create streamlined workflows is to imagine your business like a bucket and everywhere there are fail points in your business, it's represented by a hole in your bucket. And as I'm sure you can imagine, if you have a hole in a bucket, (laughs) that means that you're losing whatever that bucket is trying to hold. And in the case of your business, the water or fluid in your bucket is the revenue in your business. Sometimes you can imagine that the water in the bucket isn't just revenue, but also fans or subscribers that are getting away because there are holes in your bucket. Streamlining a workflow is essentially finding ways to clog the holes in your bucket. Creating a workflow means you have to identify the problem that's causing the hole and then come up with a process to put in place to try to stop the hole from getting bigger or eliminate the hole completely. One example of this that we can use is retention of subscribers on, say, an OnlyFans page. When I notice that I'm losing more subscribers than I'm gaining, That tells me that I'm having difficulty retaining my current subscribers and keeping them actively subscribed on the page. The reason I wanna use retention as an example is because retention is something that we often overlook as content creators. 
And it's such an important part of our business model because think about how hard you work to get a fan to click your link, get over to your page and actually click subscribe and process payment. That is a very hard workflow. So once you've gotten them to subscribe, it's a lot easier to keep them on the page than trying to come up with someone new and convince them to subscribe to the page. So retention is a really great example to use if you see that being a hole in your bucket. So if you're having trouble keeping people actively subscribed, this would show me that I have a hole there in my bucket. So how do we fix that? The way that I fixed that hole in my business is I created a retention offer. And a retention offer gives expired subscribers, so people who are already come and gone, a 60% off discount if they return and resubscribe to my page. That seems like a very obvious way to entice people back and raise your retention rate. Now, once you've created that retention offer, what I did was I mass messaged it to expired users once a week. Now, with that enticing offer to bring them back linked right there in the mass message. Once I started doing this process, and this is going to blow some of you away, but I have the data on this, I've made over $100,000 off expired fans returning to my OnlyFans page. That was a six-figure hole in my bucket. And ultimately, I even automated this process using a feature in FanWire, a software that helps you automate things on your OnlyFans as well as provide you advanced data and analytics. So now the expired messages go out the same exact day a user expires off of my page. And this happens automatically with the 60% offer to entice them back to resubscribe. That is how I streamlined the new workflow. I identified the problem, I came up with a solution, and then I automated or streamlined it as much as possible, and I filled the hole. FanWire is linked in our bio, by the way, under affiliates, if any of you are interested in trying it. I personally run it on both OnlyFans pages, um, my VIP and my free page, and it's really helped me know where to tweak my business and adjust because of the data and analytics, but also it's helped show me the earnings that have come in because of these changes or these automations because it tracks all of that for you. Now that you have an idea of how you can create a workflow and streamline it, let's talk about some of the very obvious fail points in adult creator businesses. And I'll share some of like the workflows I've streamlined to overcome them because you may be able to just take my personal workflow, tweak it a little and simply implement it straight into your business. So the first part of this is streamlining content creation. One of the fail points for me as an adult creator is the challenge of creating new content consistently. One of the questions we get asked most, in fact, on Sex Work CEO is how to be consistent. As many of you know, if you've been to past spaces or kind of watched our Twitter threads and things, I personally run my page very differently than other creators. I put out videos daily on my feed for a higher subscription price to the page. That means that I have to film a lot more content and a lot more frequently than the average creator typically does. Also, disclaimer on this, I don't suggest this business model to most creators. I run mine this way because it aligns with my long-term personal goals of building a massive clip library very quickly. And also, I come from a background in premium Snapchat where it was expected that I have a new video up on my Snapchat story every single day. So filming at that pace is very normal for me. Anyhow, I needed to streamline a workflow to ensure that I was creating new content daily. And step one of that is to identify the fail points in my content creation process. So my first obvious fail point was that if I didn't have hair and makeup done, I wasn't going to film. <laughs> and I'm sure that seems super silly to some of you guys listening. But for me personally, if it's 1 p.m. and the day is half over, but I don't have hair and makeup done, I almost feel like what's the point of getting ready at 1 p.m., wasting expensive makeup 
when I'm only going to wear it for a few hours. So I would literally use this excuse to talk myself out of filming. That was a fail point for me and a point of friction where I was falling off track with my goal of filming. So I started doing hair and makeup as soon as I woke up in the morning. This eliminated my friction point of not being camera ready, which meant by the time block that I had scheduled for filming that day, when it came around, I no longer had any excuse not to. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends, because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep, and we want to make as many adult creators' businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. You'll notice as we go through this that identifying fail points in your business requires brutal fucking honesty for yourself. You have to identify where you give yourself excuses and find ways to eliminate them. Even if the excuses are valid as fuck. There was a time in my career where I had undergone surgery and I had to film content around, you know, the healing of that process and even my incisions. The reasons to not film in that situation was valid for me, but not creating content hurts my business. And let's be real, creating content is quite literally a requirement of being a adult content creator. So the show must go on. So what did I do? I adjusted my strategy. I pre-filmed content ahead of my procedure to accommodate that healing period. And then when I was good enough to continue filming, but say I didn't want my incisions exposed in those content pieces, I created content specifically around the parts of myself that I wanted filmed. So I would focus on like close-up handjob content, BJ content, ASMR content, erotic story content, and feet content. I hate to say this because I know it's probably perceived as a bit controversial, but the reality is when you run your own business, it begins and ends with you're solely responsible for your success and you're solely responsible for your failures. You don't get to blame the market conditions because you should be adjusting your business around them. You don't get to blame the quality of your subscribers because you should be tracking and identify where better quality subscribers are coming from and marketing harder in those places. You don't get to blame the platform because they change their algorithm or they change the accepted content or the restrictions on content because you can change platforms, start alternate platforms, or choose to participate in other areas of the industry like clips instead of those platforms in terms of fan sites. When you work for yourself, whether you're simply 1099 or you're incorporated as fuck, you know, it's all on your shoulders, point blank. That's the reality. For me, and I'm sorry to have gone off this like tangent, I don't allow myself those excuses in my business because I'm only hurting myself and keeping myself from the goals that I have. So as soon as you can have a lot of self-awareness and be really brutally honest within that, you know, inner dialogue, you're going to be better for it. Even though it's hard, even though It feels tough at first. It's so worthwhile because you'll move so much faster towards your goals. So sorry for that tangent. Let's get back. This is the other ways that I've streamlined my content creation workflow. So after I realized that getting hair and makeup ready helped me film more frequently, I streamlined the ways in which I could. So this is going to sound silly because how can you streamline hair and makeup? Well, you can. First, I do my own lash extensions using a system called Lashify. It's lash extensions that you can do yourself. They last about two weeks. You can shower, you can swim in them, all the normal things, just like regular lash extensions. There are cheaper versions of the system uh, as opposed to Lashify now, like LashView or Falscara. Shout out to Ruby Lynn for exposing me to Lashview. Anyhow, waking up and having lashes already done and looking beautiful means that with a simple filter, I can snap a pic and look entirely made up 
from the moment I opened my eyes. So doing my own lash extensions, in addition to that capability of being photo ready with a filter, at least as soon as I open my eyes, is that it saves me time in putting on falsies each day, which for me, putting on false lashes takes way longer than doing extensions once and having them ready for two weeks. So boom, that streamlines my makeup process. To do my entire makeup routine now legitimately takes me less than 10 minutes each morning. And I actually know that because I timed it. <laughs> so how do you streamline for hair? Easy for me or for at least some creators, you can do this while you sleep. So every night before bed, I use a hair curler that you wrap slightly damp hair around, you sleep in it, and then you wake up with beautiful curls. And that streamlined my hair styling process. So that means right now when I wake up, both my hair and makeup are done in less than 10 minutes, which is crazy. And I can't express to you how much my husband loves this, by the way, <laughs> because he no longer has to wait for me to get ready early in the morning, especially like for 7 a.m. car shows on the weekends. So I can do this sleep and curlers process for about two nights in a row before I have to wash my hair personally. And on the days that I have to wash my hair, instead of putting my hair in the sleep curlers at, at night, I'll do my spray tan on those nights. Again, by myself, I use Bally Body Foam Mousse for anyone who might care. And then when I wake up the next morning because I have to rinse off my spray tan anyways, that's when I wash my hair. Um, that day, I typically will take longer to do my hair and style it. But on those days, I will typically book all my meetings or do my admin work so it doesn't end up mattering that it's going to take me a little bit longer to get ready. So that is how I streamline my spray tan. So in other ways, that's kind of like the the getting ready for content process. And that I had to streamline and optimize because I, I realized it was holding me back. Because if I didn't have hair and makeup done, I didn't want to film. If my tan was like flaky and I looked crazy, then I didn't want to film. If I didn't have my lashes on and I had to do false lashes, I would like make excuses to not get ready and not film. So once I got past that kind of threshold, then I had to optimize for the other things that come into play when you're creating content. So the other ways I had to streamline my content creation process was by el eliminating most tools or equipment in the actual filming. Another friction point for me in terms of this was having like to set up my lights and break them down each time I filmed. I have a three-story house and I did not like carrying three lights up and down stairs every time I wanted to film something in a different location. And that's kind of when I started experimenting with cell phone clip-on lights. So now when I'm filming, I typically am using a single light that's clipped onto my iPhone and it actually gives this really cool vignette effect to the content. And if I really want to get creative, I'll just add a colored light in the background in addition to my clip-on cell phone light. The light I use personally is also linked in my in our bio here on SexWorksCO on all of our socials. It's um, under the my favorite creator tools in case anyone's interested. But the result is now that I don't have to move around a big lighting setup when I'm ready to film. I'll just grab my clip-on light, my collapsible tripod, and I'm literally off to the races. The last part of my content creation process that I streamlined was the editing part. I don't want to waste 30 minutes transferring files off of an SD card to a laptop and then editing content that makes me crazy. So what I do is I film and edit everything right on my iPhone. I film in regular mode, in slow-mo mode, and then in cinematic mode to give my content a very professional, high-quality camera effect. But then I edit it in an app called CapCut. I've also used an app called InShot in the past, which I do feel is a lot more user-friendly, but have since primarily switched to CapCut because I feel like some of their more advanced features really, really suit me. So for those who don't know, CapCut also now has a desktop editor as well. So to recap, the problems that challenged me in my content creator process were getting hair and makeup ready, 
setting up the equipment and editing. And I came up with a workflow to simplify all of those pain points and streamline my process. So this, this whole example is kind of one where we can't automate the workflow, but we can optimize it and streamline it. So hopefully some of how I streamline my content creation process can help you in yours as well. I want to encourage you all to stay with me because I know a lot of what I've said up to this point. We've tweeted a lot about and spoken in a lot of past spaces, but everything from here on out is going to be um, lesser known information and newer information, especially that tool that I keep bragging about that I'm going to drop at the end of this space. This is a really phenomenal tool. Streamlining and scheduling publishing. This is another massive pain point for creators. And this is something that there isn't a lot of ways to streamline. There might not be automation we can do in this aspect outside of hiring someone to do this for you, which is how I've automated this process. But first, I want to talk about a workflow that I use in terms of scheduling and publishing the content itself. Now, again, as I mentioned earlier, I do have a weird business model on my fan site where I post daily to my feed for a high sub price. But if I didn't, and when I didn't in the past, and I had a more normal business model, this is the workflow that I would use. The workflow that I'm going to go over today, I'm going to talk about two variations as well. One that also includes a premium Snapchat model in case any of you listening still maintain or run a premium Snapchat business. So the workflow that I have for the way I schedule, publish, and distribute my content looks like this. First, the content gets scheduled on my fan site which is my OnlyFans via a PPV mass message, a pay to view or pay to unlock mass message. After that, the content gets scheduled to publish to my fan site feed for my subscribers. Then the content gets distributed to any secondary platforms. Let's say you have a fan site like Fansly, Fansentra, Loyal Fans, etc. The same process will happen on your secondary platform, first to PPV, then to feed. And then finally, the clip will land in my clip store so it can be purchased a la carte. So that would be like a Manny Vids, a Clips for Sale, and I Want Clips, etc. If you use a fan site that has a built-in clip store, like FanCentra does and LoyalFans does, that final step would also apply to adding your clip to those places as well. So brief recap, the general outline is content published as a mass message for PPV unlock, content publishes to fan site feed, content publishes to clip store. For those creators who are listening that do still manage the premium Snapchat model, you would make your premium Snapchat the first publishing point because the content disappears from your Snapchat story in 24 hours. So for you, this outline would look like, first content gets published to premium Snapchat, then content gets published as a mass PPV message for unlock, then content get pub gets published to fan site feed, and last content gets published to the clip store. Now the reason for this workflow is to squeeze as much monetization out of each new content piece as physically possible while slowly exposing it to fans as you go. The reason you'd first send out content as a locked PPV message on your fan site is so you can capitalize on the part of your fan base that is willing to pay the higher price point. The benefits to a fan unlocking it in PPV message are one, they get the content before anyone else will get to a chance to see it on the feed. And two, it'll be in their purchase section, making it easier for them to find later and rewatch versus trying to scroll back on the feed and search for it. When you post the content to the feed, this is when a whole segment of your subscribers who pay monthly get exposed to it. So this caters to the segment of your fans who maybe don't unlock mass PPV messages or don't even respond or open DMs at all, which honestly for a lot of us, that's most of our subscribers. Giving them content on the feed ensures that their subscription price feels justified to them and that they stay subscribed in general. It helps dramatically with that retention point that I mentioned earlier. The key to making this work though, and this is, this is a, knowledge drop so listen closely 
The key to making this work is to have the content expire off of your feed 30 days later. And I'll explain why in a second. Now, I'm sure you're wondering, but won't the fans be mad who unlocked it in PPVs when they see it later on the feed? And the answer is no, because you can explain to them unlocking it in DMs ensures one, that they saw it before anyone else, and two, that they have it in their purchase section after it expires off the feed in 30 days. So basically, your fans' subscription allows them to view your content on the feed for 30 days, but not to keep it for later, which is how you justify paying more for it in DMs versus paying a small subscription, aka rent model, to access it on the feed. Genius, right? <laughs> now, after it publishes to your feed and expires off of your feed, this is when you're going to add it to your clip stores where it can be purchased a la carte. So typically on the, on the clip store, I'll price it lower than I did initially in PPV DMs when it first gets published, but more than what my subscription price to the fan site costs. It should be a nice middle ground when you add it to the clip store. Once you have it on your clip store, it'll live in your clip library and make you passive residual income for no extra work on your part. This workflow optimizes how you schedule your content and when it publishes where. However, there isn't much in terms of how to streamline this beyond, like I mentioned, hiring someone to manually do this process for you. Believe it or not, you can hire a virtual assistant off of Upwork to take on all of this for less than 300 US dollars a month. So once you're in a place financially to buy back your time, paying something like that, $300 or so, to have someone else get involved and, and do this process or automate this process for you, this would be exactly where I'd spend that money and how I'd implement. Now remember, all of these platforms, including most clip stores now, allow you to pre-schedule content and set a future publishing date. So if you're posting one new video a week, you can likely manage to post it and publish it in terms of scheduling it on your own through just manually scheduling yourself. But when you're doing a high volume of content, that's when you might need to consider hiring some help. Now this brings us to the third and kind of final part of this Twitter space. This last process is about adult creators and how we struggle to streamline and optimize social media promotion. Some of the ways I've done this in the past is by using the scheduling capabilities on each social media platform themselves but also how I create social media promo content is a little different and streamlined also. So for example, I create social media video content on TikTok because when you create it in the app itself, it performs better. And then once I publish it to TikTok, I will pull the link, remove the watermark and repurpose it to IG Reels. So creating that video content first for TikTok is streamlined because I don't have to recreate it separately for Reels and I can actually just pull, remove the watermark and repost it. If you do do this process, I will mention when you're pulling the content and you're getting that, you know, removed watermark version of it, you should also run that through InShot app or CapCut app and resave it because it'll remove TikTok's metadata and it'll perform better on IG Reels. If you don't run it through an editor like that and resave it, it's going to bomb when you publish it on IG Reels because it's going to carry over that TikTok metadata. Now, as for the other platforms, Twitter has a scheduling feature for free, which is a website called TweetDeck. I've mentioned it in a few spaces in the past. Instagram now allows you to schedule posts and reels to publish in advance right there inside the Instagram app itself. You can also schedule Instagram stories, even with links, using Facebook Business Suite, which is also a free tool built into Meta or Facebook. I'd advise taking one day out of your week to just focus in and schedule all of your social media promotion using some of these free um, scheduling tools. However, and this is where things get good, guys. 
If you really want to get streamlined with this, I would suggest a paid tool called repurpose.io. You can get this tool. It's linked right in our social media bios. It's already there. It's under our affiliates. And you'll get a free trial if you use our link. But full disclaimer, I am in the process of setting up this tool. We haven't gone live with it yet. So take that as you will. Remember, you're testing things at your own risk. But this is something we are actively putting into place across all of my businesses. I'm extremely excited about it. And uh, it's going to change the game. So Repurpose.io basically allows you to publish content once on social and get it distributed everywhere. It'll even remove the TikTok watermark for you and then post it to your IG Reels, YouTube Shorts, etc. So this tool may honestly be the solution we've all really been waiting for. Not only can it cross-post your content to Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn, everywhere, but it can also add that social content to a Dropbox or Google Drive for you as well so that every content piece for social you've ever made will now be saved and cataloged where you can then go back and reuse it. It even cross posts and shares your live streams from social and podcasts. It's genuinely that badass of a tool. Again, the repurpose.io link is in our bio under affiliates and you can get a free trial when you use it and also helps support sex work CEO in the process. So that about covers everything that I wanted to go over in this space, y'all. It's a bit of a shorter space, but I promise it's jam-packed with a lot of what creators are asking me on a daily basis. So you should now have kind of a decent idea of how to identify where your business needs streamlined workflows and how to problem solve and create processes or systems around that. And also, I've given some examples of how I've streamlined challenging aspects of my own business, like content creation, scheduling and publishing my adult content, and social media promotion. And you should be able to work towards implementing some of those same tactics for yourself as well. Besides that, I do want to wrap up this space and just mention that we do have great courses coming out in the next few months, including a course about how to automate and generate new subscribers for your fan site. I'm just waiting for that company to do its soft launch so that I can talk about it. Um, also, some AI solutions for your creator business. I'm still picking and choosing which programs I want to incorporate in that and testing them to make sure they're safe for you guys before promoting any of them. And then also we're working on a course to be able to show how to implement FanWire in terms of like those free trials and tracking links and really analyzing and going all over the data that it can help you gather. So again, if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so and make sure you have our notifications turned on so that you never miss a new course. I also want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's subscribed to Sexwork CEO's new Telegram bot already. And it's been really cool to see all the positive feedback coming in. If you don't already know, Sexwork CEO's Telegram bot essentially sends you a daily dose of content inspiration, giving you a storyline to film content around, and all of the captions you need for your feed, for a PPV locked message, or for a clip store. The ideas are researched by AI to be trendy and highly desirable, basically what fans are currently seeking. And the captions are optimized with calls to action so that you increase your earning potential and the amount of unlocks you get on each video. The Telegram bot pushes this to your phone every single day around 10 a.m. Central Standard Time so that you no longer have to waste time researching, planning, coming up with ideas, or writing the captions. The bot literally takes care of all of it. It's linked in our bio as well. We're also looking to release a Dom niche version of the bot. It has storylines around more DOM or power dynamic situations and eventually a webcam version of the bot to push webcam show ideas daily because I know when I camped, coming up with fun ways to entertain everyone live was really daunting. Um, so I'm hoping that I can help with that too. Lastly, but most importantly, I do want to emphasize that all the information we put out on Sexwork CEO 
is completely free because we believe in this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we will have as a community to do things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you find value in the content you heard here today or in the tweets you've engaged with, please, please, please consider sharing them to make this journey easier for your own adult creator friends. Our only ask is that you retweet our stuff and help us share it with as many people as humanly possible. So thank you in advance. I'm going to start um, bringing up people to speak. If anyone has any questions about some of the stuff we've talked about so far, um, feel free to request to come up as speaker. You should now be able to speak. Let me know what I can help with. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you for bringing me up. Um, I just wanted to get a little bit more clarification on the repurpose IO. This is um, more so kind of like AI or just a client that helps make everything a little bit more streamlined or because when I came in, I wasn't able to get the full scope of it. So I just wanted to know if you could clarify a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. So Repurpose.io, it's a website, like I mentioned it, we have it linked in our bio, but when you go there, it allows you to create workflows that automate the process. So I don't know on the back end how much AI is involved, but essentially if you post something somewhere, it's going to distribute it everywhere else for you without any extra work from you. And this applies just to social. So it works for like YouTube, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, um, I'm forgetting some, Snapchat, uh, things like that. And it can also repurpose any live streams you do or any podcast you post. So it'll tell you more on the website side. It doesn't explain the back end of how it's doing it, I, I'm assuming, because I don't want people copying. Um, no, no, totally understandable. Totally understandable. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully that helps. If, for what I understand, you post it once somewhere and they they take that as their lead point and they repurpose it all on Right. And and you kind of mentioned this earlier about like TweetDeck and now that uh, Instagram is now making it so that you can schedule from their web browser client. Um, so I think it's probably about the same thing when I'm looking at it now because I see that you guys have an interactive video. So I'm going to go watch that. But it does kind of give me the same understanding of like something like a TweetDeck or um, Hootsuite, something like that, to be able to make everything a little bit more streamlined and less of you going to four or five different platforms just to post the same thing. Yeah. So the way that it differs for something like a Hootsuite or like a Buffer, which I think those are really good um, comparisons. But the way that it's different is that you don't have to schedule it multiple times. So not only that you don't have to set it to schedule all the other places, it, it distributes it by itself, but you also don't have to reformat it. So it's going to reformat the vertical video for TikTok into a square for Instagram or into a 169 video or content piece for Twitter. So it's going to post it natively the way it should post in each platform as well, which is a huge, you know, value add. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that could be a whole, you know, headache for a lot of different people, the different formats that they apply. And again, like you said, I think one of the beautiful things about it is that it kind of like takes a watermark off of your TikTok video and then it will, you know, repost on something like Instagram or Snapchat for you. That's a that's a very big thing for a lot of people. So I'm glad that you guys have that going on. Thank you. For sure. Thank you so much for coming up. I appreciate you. Okay, we've got Miss Stevie. Let me bring you up as speaker. Hi, Stevie. You're on the Hi. Um, so I have a question about using Reels for Instagram within that software. Um, so yes. I started using Hootsuite and I found that I wasn't able to upload music. Um, are you able to upload music? And how do you identify from there if it's trending on both Instagram and TikTok? So I can help with the trending part. I can't help with that first music question. So I haven't run the workflows I've run through Repurpose. I haven't run TikTok to Instagram just yet. We're still setting it up. Like I mentioned, my other half of Sexwork CEO is out of, um, out of the area this week. So I'm doing it all myself. I'm getting in the ship. 
Um, but I will say when it comes to knowing what's trending um, on platforms, for TikTok, I use an app, a separate app completely called Trend Talk, just to kind of gauge what's trending. And I know there's similar apps, and maybe someone listening um, might know what the name of it is, um, to monitor what's trending audio-wise on Instagram as well. So that'll kind of, like on Trend Talk, for example, you can set it to give you a notification when a song is about to go viral or is trending upwards towards going viral. Um, and that's usually when I would capitalize, make content with it, is like catching the wave up. And I know there's similar apps for Instagram as well. And then once you've got that part sorted where you're creating around what's about to go viral, that's when I throw it and repurpose and let it work its workflow. Um, as soon as I push our content through that workflow, I can give you more insight on how the music gets copied over or, or what you know challenges it faces. I assume they've solved for it because why else would they say they could cross post? But I'm going to write your name down too, just here in my notes so that I can reply to you in DM once I have a real answer for that and once I've tested yeah, it. That would be great because honestly, it's a little confusing as to how you would make the reel and then I guess you'd have to down like in Instagram you can't uh download the reel and upload it anywhere else until it's posted and that kind of is the purpose um yeah yeah so yeah that that workflow would seem to know how to do for sure no I agree I um we have so when Hootsuite the yeah because Hootsuite doesn't redistribute the same way like you can schedule to various platforms all at once but the difference in repurpose is it's supposed to just take it as it is, reschedule it everywhere to every platform on your behalf without any extra work and reformat it to the right, you know, size and look and feel for those platforms. So it performs as good as it possibly can. But yeah, I'm going to make a note here to reply back to MDM about music because that's a perfect question. And I would like to know that answer. Maybe. Yeah. So are you making the video within the software? No. So you're making the video outside of okay. the software and then implementing it into the software. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for the question. All right. Let me bring up. We've got I am Detox. I'm going to add you as a speaker. Hi, Detox. You have the mic. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Um. So question. Um. How am I? I, I was trying to figure out how to access um the site and I'm not quite seeing it. Do I access it off you guys as our main site or? For repurpose I am. Yeah. Okay. So um, at the top of our Twitter, linked in our bio, there's a, a link. It should say solo.to slash SWCEO. And then when you, or you could type that in, I guess, too. Um, and then if you scroll down to the, it's like a link tree type of thing. And if you scroll down, there's a section called affiliates where you'll see like the link to FanWire, the link, kind of like the links to all the tools I've tested and that we've worked with. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Okay, that's perfect. Question. Okay, that's all I had. My, my question was pretty much simple, so that's all. Thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate any opportunity to shameless plug. I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks so much. You're so welcome. And it looks like that might be it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review. We want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible. And you taking a second to leave a couple stars and a review really helps us do that. Thanks so much. I hope that you got a lot of value out of this. Remember, the written, you know, transcribed blog version of this is already up on our website, sexworkco.com, under the blogs tab. Love y'all, and I'll see you next week.